We welcome you to Lala Rink. Merrimack gets set to take on Vermont. Game two of our weekend series. Merrimack will finish up their homestand as well. Time to chat with Merrimack head coach Scott Borek. And, uh, Scott, first game last night, a 5-5 tie. Certainly an up-and-down affair. Uh, highly entertaining hockey game. Uh, seemed to go in uh, waves and cycles. Uh, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, it certainly was uh, not a coach's dream for sure. You, you know, those uh, it's funny how that works. You know, sometimes the most entertaining games are, are the nightmares for the coaches. But, um, you know, we allowed them to get out to a full one lead. It was disappointing the way that happened. Uh, our penalty kill wasn't sharp. Uh, we gave up a, a breakaway goal when uh, we really just didn't angle the puck very well, and that was disappointing. Um, but the really exciting, you know, the happy thing and the exciting thing for us was, you know, down four one, we were able to come back and make it four four, and um, and then getting down again the second time five four. That that uh, oftentimes can be pretty debilitating to a team spirit. Uh, we kept playing, and you know, we made it five five. So um, I, I think it was a uh, it was a good game. Disappointed that we didn't get two points, but really pleased we got one. Well, Ryan Nolan uh, picked up his first uh, collegiate goal, Scott. Uh, how did you see that materializing? Well, there's no secret to, you know, if you drive the net, good things happen. And he, he basically drove the net, and the puck ended up there and kind of hit him and went in. But uh, they all count. No one asked how it happened. And, you know, I, I think that that's something that uh, we played a little perimeter early in the game, and we didn't have a lot of people there. But if you look at his goal and Benny Barr's goal, and, uh, you know, I think we had another one from a net front play, uh, that when you spend time there, good things typically happen. And I was really happy for Ryan. He's plays hard. He's practiced really hard all year. He's a great teammate. Uh, so seeing him get rewarded was really a nice thing. I think our whole team was excited for him. And we kind of uh, expected this to happen, but Patrick Hallway just seems to be getting better and better. He had the big goal to tie up that game uh, 5-5 last night. But uh, really, now that he's getting some uh, game reps, he seems to be really settling in. Yeah, you know, Patrick is, you know, he's a talented young man, and, and his, uh, he's freakish athletically for a man that size. So uh, it was great to see. He certainly adds to our offensive punch. Uh, I think he's still catching up kind of to the game pace these days. Uh, game, things happen fast in Lawler, and uh, I think that's something he's adjusting to and doing a really good job of it, but it's still been an adjustment period for him. But offensively, he's, he's one of the better def- offensive defensemen in the league, and uh, it was a great read by him dri- diving down to the net. Uh, the fact that he received the pass from another defenseman was a little uh, concerning, but uh, you know it was four and four, and everybody has plays everybody's position during that uh, sequence. And it was a big play by Zach Finale and, and a really good play by Pat Holloway. Well, Scott, another player that caught my eye was Griff Jeska. He wound up having eight shots on goal. He seemed to create some chances also with his speed. So I thought that was one of the better games he's had this year as well. Yeah, I think so, too. The good thing for Griff, and the reason he had such big numbers on shot totals, is because he was willing to shoot the puck. Sometimes he holds on to it too long. Uh, he really committed to releasing it last night, getting it to the net, and letting other people try to make plays on those pucks. Um, and I thought that was really good. And his speed can create a problem when he uses it north-south, because um, he does. he's one of the faster players in the league when he does that. Uh, and last night he got rewarded for it. I thought our team got rewarded for it. The goal that Ryan Nolan scored was directly from Griff Jeska, and uh, that was one of his best games in our uniform and I was really happy for him that he got rewarded for it. Well, Vermont uh, also challenged one of the plays. Uh, They felt that the play was offside on the Tyler Irvine goal. Uh, How did you see that uh, materialize? 
Well, to be honest, I didn't even um, see it during the game. I just assumed it was onside. Uh, but watching it on film, I could see why they challenged it. The, the uh, biggest question mark for the officials was, uh, was Sammy's foot on the line? Uh, and I thought it was. So I thought it was a successful uh, entry by us. But uh, I certainly understood the challenge you know, when I watched it on video because uh, he had to basically get his foot back to that place uh, before the puck came over the line. It was initially uh, over the line, and then he brought it back, which I thought was what made it on side and my biggest concern in that rush was Ben Brar going off sides and uh, I didn't even really look at Sammy so I was surprised when they you know challenged that but uh, watching the play I wasn't surprised well there was another play Scott also in the game Mac Welsher received a penalty uh, where contact was made with the goaltender uh, we kind of thought that he might have been pushed into the goaltender did you see it that way as well yeah, he was definitely pushed in. It was uh, there was no question. The, the interference call should be on that defenseman. Um, but I think you know refs are hypersensitive to protecting the goaltenders, and uh, Lekas did a nice job of selling that a little bit as well. But um, you know, I, I I felt all night that um, really there was a, it wasn't a very physical game. It wasn't a rough game, and the penalties that were being called were ticky tack. And to me, that was a ticky tack penalty four minutes ago in the game, and uh, he, he didn't see the whole play develop. All he saw was the play where uh, Mac ended up bumping the goaltender, but uh, he should have seen through the traffic and seen the fact that Mac was basically pushed into the goalie. Uh, but that's, you know, hey, they're, they're doing the best job they can, and they're at ice level too, so it's a pretty fast game to be trying to officiate. But that was the only real call that I, I was disappointed in because it could have ended the game. Uh, we were fortunate to come back out and score to make it uh, obviously get the 4-4 four and four goal. But, uh, no, I thought Mac took the ice he deserved, and then the, the uh, defender put him into the goaltender. Scott, tonight Tyler Height is in, Jacob Modry is out. Uh, in the case of Modry, is it a coach's decision or was he banged up last night? No, coach's decision. Jacob's played really, really well for us. Um, I thought last night he played a little slow, and I think he's actually had a couple of games in a row where he hasn't been himself. And I think it's important for freshmen um, to be able to watch a game, to see how easy the game looks from the stands. Uh, I know he doesn't feel that way, nor should any guy who sits out of the lineup. But um, you know, I, he's been a real important defender for us all year. Uh, I just felt last night and the game against Lowell were not two of his best games, and getting a chance to watch one uh, would be healthy for him. So, um, you know, he's out. Uh, Tyler Heights worked really hard, played well for us, played forward, played defense. Uh, the nice thing having Tyler as your seventh defenseman is he can also be our 13th forward. Lastly, Scott, is there anything specific you'd like to see in terms of adjustments from last night to tonight? You know, I, I think I would like to see us uh, play a bit more of a structured game. Uh, I didn't expect them to be very structured just because of where they're at in their season. I thought they'd stretch the ice. They did that. Uh, I thought we allowed that to happen. Um, and I thought we played without the puck. We played very passive uh, through the neutral zone and even our own end. And I just think we have to be more aggressive uh, without the puck and then play to our structure. Even, no matter what the other team is doing, uh, play to our structure. And when we do that, we're usually successful. And uh, last night I thought we got away from that quite a bit. And that was just disappointing. I know they stretched one man and we took two guys out of the zone with them and you know, just little things that we talk about that uh, I think when your team's paying attention and, and uh, paying attention to the details they don't do that. I think last night you know, we haven't played a game all year where we've been the team expected to win uh, and last night I think maybe we you know, felt that hey we're, we're a better team than Vermont and as I shared with the guys this morning we're not better than anyone and we're not worse than anyone you know, that's why you play the game and we can beat anyone in the league but we can be beaten by anyone as well so we have a lot, of, a lot to earn uh, and I thought last night we didn't earn it from the get-go, but uh, it was a great point considering that, uh, and now hopefully we take that into a big night tonight. 
All right, Scott, two points on the line. Let's get it done. A long trip to Maine next week. We'll talk to you in Orono on Friday. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. All right, he's Scott Borick, head coach of the Merrimack Warriors. Mike Mactic and I will return with the Duncan starting lineups next year at Lawler Rink. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Men's Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.